morning. (laughs) Please stand for the reading of the word this morning. Our uh, first reading this morning is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 to 16. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And the second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. It's great to get, uh, it's great to be together again to worship Jesus. Amen. Amen. And to tell him that we love him, that we praise him, that we thank him, and that we celebrate what he's done on the cross 2000 years ago. He rose again. He is victorious. And we are in Christ this morning, aren't we? And that makes us victorious. It makes us overcomers. Whether you're, you're, you're underachieving right now, you are still an over, over, overcomer. Amen? Because of what Christ has done. Victory is a, is a funny thing when it comes to our Christian experience. What the world says is victory. What the world says is, is success. is not what the kingdom of God illustrates to us. Isn't that true? If you want to live this morning, you've got to die. If you want to receive this morning, you've got to give. If you want to be a leader, if you want to be a, a, a leader, you have to be the servant of all. The kingdom of God turns the world, world's perspective on its, on its flip side and says this is how you do it in the kingdom of God. Amen? So if you're, if you're suffering this morning... And going through some circumstances or situations. The Bible says this morning that you are blessed. And that you should count it all joy. That's kind of flipped from what the world's perspective is this morning. Isn't it true? We're going to talk, talk this morning about where there's God's will, there's a way. And when do you struggle? That's our, that's our communication for this morning. We've been on this uh, You Can Change series. The first, the first opening session talked about what do we want to change. Remember that way back a couple weeks ago? We're all, we're all born and created in the image of God, but that image is tainted. And when we're growing up in, in, in sin, because of sin entered the world, brought death, condemnation, shame, and guilt, we have this recollection in the in the 
bottom of our heart and the recesses of our mind that we should be different. There's got to be a better way. There's, there's got to be a, a relationship that fulfills us. There's got to be something that brings fulfillment and meaning and purpose to my life. What is it? And we determined that that purpose is Jesus Christ. Amen? And a relationship with him through his death, burial, and resurrection, putting our faith and trust in his finished work on the cross. And we have received forgiveness. We have received the Holy Spirit. We are not what we used to be. We are changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. So what do you want to change? I want to change the fact that I should have a relationship with God, but sin broke that and messed it up. That's what I want to change. And the change comes through, through Jesus Christ this morning. And then we got into why do you want to change? Remember that? We talked about how uh, we want to impress God, which he's not really impressed at all when we try that. Or we want to impress others. And how that standard goes up and down. You know, you think you got it down. And then they say, well... You know, but you're, you're, you, you don't square away in this area of life. And, the, and it, the relative standard goes up and down when you try to please others. Listen, God has called us to be God-pleasers, not, not men-pleasers. Amen? And the standard is Jesus Christ. And that's how we serve Him, and that's how we love Him. And that's how we know that the favor and, and pleasure and the anointing of God is on our lives when we're more concerned about what God thinks of us than we're concerned about what people think of us. Amen? Then we talked about last week about how we change. How we change. And we talked about how it's by the the power of the Spirit of God to initiate the change in our hearts. We could never, never, never measure up to the standard of holiness that God is. And that's why Jesus came down, measured himself down so that he could lift us up. And have access into his very presence this morning. We belong to the family of God. Excuse me, sorry about that. And we are loved today by God. Many times we go through life, we don't feel like we're loved. Your wife lets you down. As a husband, I let my wife down. My kids let us down. It seems like most times life is a letdown, right? And God, we're going to find out today that God, God brings all these letdowns and all these struggles and all these tribulations and all these trials to focus us to the point where we give our life and our heart to Jesus Christ because He's the only one that matters. And He's the only one that brings satisfaction. So we're going to, we're going to look at struggles in a really strange way today. We're going to look at trials in a wonderful and beautiful way. We're going to look at tribulation in, a, in an awesome, awesome way this morning. Life is tough. Right? As you get older, you realize the meaning and purpose of what Christ has come to do in our hearts and lives. You know, when I was 21, I had the world by the neck, man. I could be anybody I want. I could do anything I wanted. Right? And then as time progresses, you learn. Okay? And you wise up to the fact 
that you fall short and there's trouble and there's struggles in your own life and you look at people that are struggling around you, you look at people that are, are in tr- tribulation, they're suffering, they're in circumstances where you, you ask God, God, what is going on? Why is this happening? Amen? Life is tough. Jesus said this, in this life, you will have trouble. There's enough trouble, he said, for this day. Why are you worrying about what trouble you're going to face the next day? In this life, you will have trouble. Is that an encouraging word for you today? Today, you will be in trouble. I've heard that line so many times over my life. You are in trouble. Yes, I know. I am in trouble. Because life brings trouble. And life has a sense of triggering stuff, doesn't it? We hear that that word a lot in our culture, in our political system, educational system. You know, I was triggered by that. Well, we're so sorry. If you're triggered by anything that we say, friends, there's a room right there that you can go into. And you can go away in there. The problem is you'll still hear everything that we're talking about because there's a, it goes over. Okay, Listen, God is saying to us today, listen, friends, in this life, you will be triggered. There is no safe spaces in this life. There's no safe zones. There's nowhere that you could run. There's nowhere that you can go where somebody won't tick you off, make you mad, irritate you, and frustrate you. Let's face it. There are no safe zones. And it's wonderful. See, Jesus Christ, up in glory, God the Son, before he came down, he was in a very safe place. But because of our sin, God the Father... God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, was triggered. It triggered him to come and be a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth to save us and to give us life and know that without a shadow of a doubt, we have this, this, this knowledge in our heart that if we die today, in a blink of an eye, we'll see him face to face because he is our resurrection and he is our life. Amen? And in the midst of it, there are no safe spaces. And that's exactly where we want to be. Because Jesus took it upon himself to leave his safe place. Come down and die a cruel, cruel and brutal death. So that we can now be safe in the arms of God. Our lives today are hidden with Christ in God. Now that's safety. So, it doesn't matter what you're facing this morning. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. You're safe. You're secure. If you were to face death this morning, you will be in the presence of God. How much safer can that be? Amen? All over the world there are Christians that are being brutalized, their heads are getting cut off. And you know what? They're running to the battle. They don't choose safety. They don't choose security. They don't choose their own life. They choose the glory and the praise of Jesus Christ. Why? 
because they know him. Whom to know is life eternal. There won't be 72 virgins. That's too much. But there will be Jesus. Amen? There will be Jesus. Jesus will be there and welcome us. Well done, now, good and faithful servant. Come on into the place that I've been preparing for you for 2,000 years. Life is tough. But you know what? God cares about our struggles. He cares about our tribulations. He cares about our trials. Look at this. In, in Exodus 3, 7 and 8, God told Moses, I have surely seen, I have heard, I know your sufferings, and I have come down to set the Israelites free from the cap- captivity of Egypt. God does something about our struggles, friends. He doesn't give us just principles to stand on. He doesn't give us rules and regulations to hold dear and near to our hearts. Guess what he does? He gives us the person of God himself in the form of the Holy Spirit that now resides in each of you that have accepted Christ as Lord. He said, I got to go away. But when I go away, I'm sending what? Another comforter. The counselor who is the Holy Spirit that will be with you and will be in you forever and ever and ever. Do you feel the presence of God in this place? Do you feel the presence of God in your heart? Do you feel the presence of God in your trial and in your tribulation and in your struggle this morning and in your trigger moments when your heart gets all upset about what people say and their viewpoints and you're triggered? God wants to use the triggers and the troubles to formulate the life of Christ in our hearts so we can go out into a lost and broken world and not trigger people, but bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When one comes to know Christ, the Bible says all the angels are rejoicing, flapping their wings, and getting all excited. Because one soul comes to know Christ, is born again by the Spirit of God, and the living God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, resides in you. Ah, Jesus said, my peace, I give you. My peace, I leave with you. His peace that he has as God, he gives to you now so that you can enjoy peace and security and safety in this world where there is trouble. God uses our struggle to reveal our heart. How many of you have been triggered this week? All of us. Amen. How was your response? Not good. In dreadful circumstances of pain and sorrow, we can do sometimes is hold someone, put an arm around them. Let them know we are there for them. When someone suffers death in the family, what do we say? What do we do? We don't have answers. 
The only thing that we can give them is our heart and our arm and our love. Right? Jesus gives so much more. He uses our struggles. He uses our trials. And he uses our tribulations to reveal more of who he is so that we can know him and that we can love him. And that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that our creed won't get us through. But the person of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is around us. The paraclete who comes up alongside of us and embraces us and loves us this morning. He's with you. And he's in you. And you can face the day, seize the day, and be more than an overcomer. Because he is victorious. And he's the resurrection and the life. And guess what? He dwells within you. You feel resurrected this morning? What's crazy about uh, these verses we're going to read? We're going to read each of the verses. And like I said before, it's crazy how the word of God flips what we think, our perspective, and our preconceived ideas. Okay? Let's go to some verses. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, 3 to 5. Romans chapter 5, 3 to 5. Romans chapter 5, 3 to 5. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, 3 to 5. All right, let's, let's read it together. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us in the trial, in the trouble, in the tribulation, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Everybody say love. Love. Like Barry White. Come on, love. Amen. And then let's flip over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to read verses 2 to 4. James chapter 1, 2 to 4. Turn your devices and turn to in your Bible. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great what? Joy. For you know that when your faith is tested... Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Then flip over to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. (laughs) Oh yeah? Okay. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's authentic. It's real. It's been battle tested and shell shocked and everything else. And you're standing and you're true and you passed the test and you made it through to the other side. See, pain is in the night, 
But what's it say, friends? Joy comes in the morning. Amen? Amen. Now, where in the world am I? First Peter. Thank you. I'm going to read the whole thing again. So be truly glad. Listen, there is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Did you notice anything about these scriptures? Right at the beginning of each scripture. Count it all joy. Get ready for a great opportunity of joy. Get ready for, for the fact that Jesus Christ, power of the Holy Spirit, will fill your hearts with love. You know why? Because this trial is pushing you to the cross. This tribulation is pushing you to Jesus. There's no other answer. There's no other way. There's no other reason to go through this tribulation and trial, but to know Jesus in a greater, greater, greater way. Friends, Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. The Bible tells us to have the same heart. It can be very, very hard. But we, get our, we have to get our perspective right. If we look at the kingdom of God through the perspective of this world, of the flesh, we're going to be finished. We'll fall and fail every, every time. The trial will whoop us. The trouble will kill us. And the enemy will get all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. But Jesus said, yo, I have come to destroy the works of the enemy. Amen? Struggles, circumstances, relationships reveal what is in our heart. And I love temptation. No, I don't. But what it does is this. It brings out what is in me. It makes it come out. It reveals where my focus is. It reveals where my affections are. It reveals where my emotions are. And it reveals the thoughts that I've been thinking. It reveals maybe the strongholds that have been setting up in my heart and in my mind, right? Temptation, the devil wants to use to destroy you. But God wants to use it to bring you life and focus you and bring you to the cross and say, God, I can't handle this on my own. I need you. I need you. I need you. It reveals our heart. These things squeeze us. And what comes out is what God uses to show us where our heart is. And where our heart is, is where our treasure is. And where our treasure is, is where our will will be. Lots of times we get surprised by life, isn't it true? We're going along and we think we're doing pretty good in our Christian experience. We're praising God and a situation will happen. Somebody will say something and the old nature just rises like this. You ever feel like that in your heart when you're talking to someone? And you hope that they, you don't look like that when you're responding to them? You know. Oh, scary. And God says, 
Notch it down a little bit, buddy. Notch it down. I got you. Let's go deal with this in the closet of prayer. And we'll take care of this situation. Our will speaks of what we want. Our hearts reveal our will. God uses our struggle to reveal our heart. And our hearts reveal our will. Our will speaks of what we want. Our desires, what's truly in our heart. Our heart reveals our desires and in what direction we are going. What determines our choices are the thinking and the desires of our heart. Mark 7, 21 and 23. Let's turn there. Mark 7, 21 and 23. Too much butter on my toast this morning. <laughs> Mark 7, 21 and 23. It reads a little like this. If I can see it, it would be awesome. Okay, here we go. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. If you think you, you got away from that list, no. You're guilty. Your heart stinks. And that's why God has come to give you a new heart and a new spirit and a new mind because our, our, our heart was geared towards our sinful nature. and we, we did its bidding. We did its wishes. We were controlled by the sinful nature. And Jesus said, you know what? That's not going to happen. I'm going to free these people so they can serve me and love me and have an expression of me in this lost and broken world so that when we go out there, the people don't see the, the lack of love and see our sinful nature in gear, but they see the glory and the presence and the praise of Jesus Christ as we live for him in our trouble, as we live for him being triggered, as we live for him in our tribulation and our struggle. We live for him. And a sweet aroma of praise rises to him in praise and honor and glory. And that is what we live for. As Darth Vader said, it is your destiny. Amen. (laughs) It is your destiny. It's your destiny, guys. Proverbs 27:19 as water as water reflects as in water face reflects face so the heart of man reflects the man. Bible says guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. My circumstances and my trials and my tribulations trigger my heart. Temptations and struggles often trigger sin but they never ever cause it. Amen. They never make us sin. The root cause is always the heart and its desires, desires that hurt the heart of God. James 4, 1 to 2. James 4, 1 to 2. What is, quar- what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? 
Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong and you want only what will give you pleasure. That's heavy duty right there. Isn't it true? So what are you angry? What are you angry about? What are you frustrated about? Yeah, how much time you got, right? What triggers you? What trial are you in right now? That's causing you to live and act and think like the devil. Causing you to doubt God. Causing you to blame God. Causing your heart relationship with God that was once filled with love and adoration and praise. All of a sudden, you have your fists raised to God and you're blaming God. God loves you. He's in your struggle. He's in your pain. He's in your suffering. He became pain. So that we can endure pain. He came down and lived his life in such tribulation and trouble. That as we face trouble and tribulation, we can live his life out of us. To the praise and glory of God. In total freedom. Total joy. The very peace that God gives us. And people look at us and say, you are nuts. And we say, yes we are. Amen. We're nutty enough to believe in this word that's living and active. It cuts right into your heart. You can't hide. It cuts right into your emotions. It cuts into your spirit. It cuts into your soul. It reveals what you're thinking and it reveals what you're feeling. And it puts you on notice. The word of God is known as the light of God. It it lights up your whole world where you can't hide. You're naked before God. Now what are you going to do? Oh! Run to Him. Amen? You run to God. So many times we run back into the darkness and God is calling us. I see you're naked. I created you. Come to me. And let me change you and let me transform you. By the power of God. We sin because we do not trust God. And we do not worship God. Whenever we lack peace, whenever we lack joy, whenever we lack our hunger for God in trials and tribulations and struggles, we're not trusting him in areas where we need to trust him and just let it go and trust him for who he is. See, our our mindset really allows us to trust something, right? I trust my wife because I have a mindset that she loves me, okay? I have a mindset that she cares for me. Over time, she's proven her love to me in thick and thin. I've got this mindset set up where I can trust her. And your mindset today as, as, as believers has to have this same idea. Your mindset is set. Your mind is set on Christ and on the things of God. And you know for sure without a doubt that you can trust him. Your mind is set on the things of God. When trials and tribulations come, immediately... You trust him. Any area where the old sin nature comes out, 
you need to crucify that quick and trust him. And then our desires are affected by what we love. If you, ha- if you don't have a desire for God this morning, some other love has come in. Right? Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? It's a second-hand emotion. Sometimes it is. But you're committed to love by your actions, right? With no feeling whatsoever. You serve and you love and you give. We sin because we do not trust God. Are there... Don't do that again. My hands are lethal weapons. Are you kidding? I was a patriot, patriot sneeze right there. Okay. God bless you. My will, your will, our willpower, let's face it, is not enough. Amen? How many times have you failed trying to, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. No, I can't. I can do it, right? We've failed and we've fallen and we're tired. But where there's God's will, there's a way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. If you don't have Jesus this morning, you don't know your way. You're not living in the truth and you don't have any life. Jesus, the person of Jesus in a relationship that you come to him in faith, all of a sudden your, your heart Your soul, your spirit is born again into the things of God. What once was dead in trespasses and sins comes alive to the things of God. And you're like, yeah! I feel good. There was a little baby born yesterday. Earl and Michelle's baby, one pound, seven ounces. The tough little cookie fighting for life. Let's pray for, pray for Michelle and Earl and that little baby. Amen? It's going to be four, four months in an incubator, but they think that it will survive. Yes, Amen? Jesus gives life. Jesus completes God's will. Aren't you glad for that? And we walk in the will of God. Jesus completes God's will in us by working in us through the power of the Holy Spirit to cause us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, and in closing. Do you ever hear speakers say that? And in closing? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You got it up on the screen, my brother? The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Right? Nobody knows the trouble I'm in. Yeah, we do, stupid. We're all in the same trouble, right? Okay? We know your trouble because I'm right there too. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out. He will show you his way. And it comes by following Jesus Christ. 
He found a way out for you, people. He died, took your sin, rose again. He's the way out. Okay, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Let's read this. And then we're going to close by interjecting both of these verses together to formulate... What are you laughing at? Oh, okay. We're going to interject both of these verses together. And it's, it's something that we can do to overcome in our trial and tribulation, okay? All right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by renewing your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Here it is. Good, pleasing, complete, and perfect will of God. Ah, oh, yes. That's nice. Okay. God is faithful to do what he said he would do. That comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. How? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. By you letting God transform you into a new person by the renewing of your mind. Secondly, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. How? Romans 12, verse 2. By changing the way you think and by renewing your mind. When you are tempted, he will show you his way out. And you know how he does it? By showing you himself. We don't often have answers on paper. But what we have is the very presence of God that will lead us out. I'm going out. I'm leaving. In the power of God, as he transforms me by his word and by his spirit, there is a way out. Amen? You will learn to know God's will for you so that you can endure. The good and pleasing, perfect will of God is that you experience the righteousness of Jesus Christ in your heart today. If you don't know him, you've got to come and talk to me t- today. Okay? And you will know him. If you don't know him this morning, now's the time to come and know him. Whose will makes your way? Is it Fragili's will? Is it my will? Is it your will? No. It's God's will. Amen? He can only use your struggles if you hand them over and take his way out. And his way out is filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Are you ready to be led out in Jesus' name? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Mass Pastor John to come. And we'll have our communion time together. Lord, I thank you for this day where everybody has gathered to celebrate who you are. We thank you, Lord, for your great work of salvation. You've saved us to the uttermost. All the way. It is finished. It is accomplished. Everything that we need, you have provided for in our hearts. Because all we need is you. And we thank you, Lord, for each one here.
Let us view our trials and tribulations and our trouble as a way to get to know you more, as a way to endure, as a way to get through our problems and situations, come out on the other side knowing without a shadow of a doubt that we are authentically, genuinely in love with Jesus Christ. And we're ready to suffer, we're ready to go through it, knowing that my life and your life is, are lived to the glory of God as we give Him everything in our time of trouble, in our time of trigger, in our time of tribulation, Lord. We give you our hearts. It's the only way out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. People that look just like you. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen.